This podcast is brought to you by our friends at the Nexus Recruitment Group, official Bristol City Football Club short sponsors. There is a company or brand within the group that can assist all recruitment needs across any industry to suit any budget. Head over to nexus-resources.k.uk for more information. Amazing scenes. These two men, along with six others who we will see on the pitch in just a moment, made the sacrifice of tearing up their contracts so Bristol City could go on and the bankruptcy be avoided. 40 years later, we are still going strong. Football might never again be played at Ashton Gate. Bristol City Football Club is on the brink of going out of existence. Enjoy ourselves, not only for ourselves, but for Bristol City Football Club as well. We want to see the club saved, obviously. And negotiations are continuing. I mean, we don't want the club to go into uh, liquidation. Hello and welcome to Three Peeps in the Podcast, the bonus show. Matt is with me as always. I've got no intro, Matt, because I don't know how I'm going to get through this podcast, if I'm quite honest. I'm literally on the floor emotionally, mentally, physically after what's probably the best weekend I've ever had as a Bristol City fan. So, Matt, I'm going to keep breaking up in terms of not being able to speak, but um, help me out. I think you've summed it up there, Patch. I think emotionally... Um, what it was like for the gentlemen and their families involved. I was telling my other half on the way to picking my car up yesterday about it. And I, I was telling her about um, Jeff Merrick's speech and then about Jonathan Pierce talking about Jerry Gow. And I couldn't get the words out. I started crying. <laughs> and that was how I felt. I was crying on Friday night because of some of the, the, the incredible speeches from the, the gentlemen again. And... Yeah, it was just, well, I, I described it exactly the same way. The, the best weekend of my life from a Bristol City fan's point of view, which is kind of ironic when you think about what we were paying tribute to. Not not celebrating, but paying tribute to. I think we were celebrating those men, but it was brilliant. It was just incredible, absolutely incredible, and something I will never, ever forget. Yeah, well, Lee's three <laughs> words were Ashton Gate 8, which perfect. were perfect. So perfect, perfect three words there. Um, and Matt, we were fortunate enough to uh, be involved to help make some of this happen, to attend the dinner, to go to the High Performance Centre, and to be involved on match day in in some of some of the things that went on. And that was an honour and a privilege, and something I'll never forget. Richard yeah. Gould opened the door for Scott Davidson, and uh, we were we were just there to do whatever we could to make it special. Boy, did Scott Davidson push through that door. And I've not seen a single negative comment on any forum, any post, anything. Um, and there couldn't have been. But what a tremendous it, visit at the High Performance Centre. The evening was incredible. But it was special at Ashton Gate yesterday. Um, seeing, I'm going to say, the lads. Seeing the lads walk out onto the pitch. Seeing the fans. I was panicking I'm sure you were tenfold panicking when uh, that first goal went in thinking well we know what's coming on the eighth minute and then seeing the mosaic 
it was incredible, Patch, and it shows it shows what this club can do. Um, it shows when the right people pull together. It's a massive team effort. It was a oh, co- it was huge, huge a co- collaboration yeah. between yeah. the club, uh, Scott Davison and his team, the supporters' yeah. club and trust. Yeah. And the match day, uh, the match day staff putting together in the same direction, and yeah, ultimately as well, Neil Palmer and the former players' association for yeah. bringing all of the players and former players back together to celebrate it. So, um, yeah, we will bang on about this throughout this podcast, for which I make no apology <laughs> throughout uh, this season. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, but um, well, we couldn't do this podcast today without a guest. Um, it's usually a fan, and it's still a fan, but it's also one of the Ashton Gate Eight. 235 appearances, 19 goals from centre-back. A Bristol-born, second-generation City player with Dad Arnold, a player in the 50s, who sits behind only John Attio and Tom Ritchie in the all-time goal-scorer list. So a, a, an absolute pedigree. And that man is David Rogers. David, how are you feeling today? Um, putting it politely, I would just say I'm jaded. <laughs> it's been a very emotional, tiring um, and enjoyable 48 hours. Um, when, we, when we first contacted about the possibility of this going ahead, I, I won't say I had my doubts, but I, I thought I've heard this before and it's never kicked on but the fact that there appeared to be so so much more enthusiasm from those asking the questions and putting things together the more it went on the more confident you felt it was going to be a success and having had a couple of drinks with the boys last night and our families and then seeing them all at breakfast this morning, looking, showing your age, should I say. <laughs> um, I, 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 I know that they fully appreciated it as well. And of course, the capital with a, a victory just was the icing on the cake. Well, I don't know about you, Matt, but I had no eyes on the game whatsoever until probably, well, I saw the goal. But 3.09, I could relax. And I hadn't give the game a minute's thought. I didn't even look at the team at 2 o'clock um, because it was just so much going on, such a high, such a buzz. Um, but, David, I know you've had a, a number of interviews uh, with lots of similar questions, but the the how far we've come as a club in that 40 years and, and, and what you guys did by tearing up those contracts to save, save Bristol City... And seeing the stadium as it is, the quality of the pitch, the high performance centre and that highlight reel that, that was showed at the dinner of what we have achieved on the pitch in the last 40 years just must make you incredibly proud. Yeah, obviously proud that our decision to do what we did has actually meant the club has been able to develop and uh go forward and of course that probably as the great man uh you know mr lansdowne has obviously thought well i've got a little idea which is turned into a bigger idea which 
now with any new proposal for the sports arena and hotel development adjoining the ground, I, I you know, it's just fantastic. And the High Performance Centre was just something I never thought I would see at Bristol City, mm. considering where we used to go and train ourselves, which was either Ashton Park, was either running around Ashton Court, <laughs> or going to what was the Sweb Sports Ground, for those younger viewers, that Southwestern Electricity Board sports ground <laughs> out at uh, Stockwood, where it was bleak. Oh, can only imagine. Can only imagine. Um, Matt, the attention to detail over the last 48 hours, the brochure, the balls, the scarves, the flags, the surfers, the pull-ups, the banners, the video montages, the coasters, caricatures, staging, light boxes, scratch cards, mosaics, the 400 club, that, uh, that's something that we'll, you know, be, we'll hear more about in, in the weeks and months to come. Um, but incredible. That's that's exactly it, Patch. It was attention to detail. It was, it's it's the small touches that make the difference. Um, now you you were sort of saying earlier about not being able to concentrate on the game. <clears throat> Whilst I've I've played a small part in in some of this being sort of part of Scott's team, it was actually um, I had a hospitality box booked yesterday for my friend Trina Burtwistle's fiftieth, um, and we'd had that booked months before we even knew any of this. So I was I was kind of gutted not to be on the pitch side with you but also it was great being in the box to be able to take it all in as a fan you were enjoying yourself oh i was loving it but what what <laughs> what he doesn't know david is i could see him on the side of the pitch and a couple of times i phoned him and i could see him look at his phone and then end the call so i could see him just saying ignoring my call but yeah, i was, was i was yeah, talking to one of the ashton gate eight uh, at the time no you weren't no you weren't <laughs> i'm afraid i'm afraid that patch was kept on looking up at the sky because yeah. <laughs> he told me he told me in the morning it was going to rain and yeah. I said it will not rain did I not patch did you absolutely. really absolutely did did I you? said yeah. it will not rain while when we go out onto that pitch it did when we did the um sort of rehearsal the run through yeah. and um I was confident or lucky that yeah. what I said came true well, but just going back to what you said, Matt, if you don't mind. No, if, not at all. If you don't mind me sort of butting in. You can yeah. butt in, Dave, whenever all you want through. on this yeah. podcast. I, th I think I think the thing that stands out more than anything, as you said, was the attention to detail. Mm. I don't think 20 years ago, or even possibly 10 years ago, the detail that was put in for everything, the sound, the... Uh, Lighting, <laughs> lighting, or all, all those, all those things—the music and everything that goes on—that that made it an absolute um, premier performance. Really, mm. I don't know if those technical technical um, sort of <laughs> detail would be around ten years ago, whereas everything has moved forward so quickly. And, and yeah, that's and a great point. Yeah, it's a very good point. You, so, you, it, so it's just as well we had it. At forty years, because then we were you were able to put on such a good show. Pyrotechnics, do you, do you know, yeah. Do you know what, David? I think as well. I can't imagine Premier League clubs, the likes of your Man United, your Liverpool's, your Arsenal's, having 
pulled that off any better if it was equivalent. It was it was that good, wasn't it? That you felt it was the best of the best. And you, you've got Steve Scott was doing the the comparing. Um, as you say, so much work was put into it. Talking about all of you players was just so special. And then later on, when when Marina Dolman, um, Mrs. Bristol City, got up and spoke, it just well, me and Paul Cheesley both said it. It, it brought tears to our eyes. Um, yeah. I was constantly saying, "I've got a bit of dust in my eye" because it, it was just that <laughs> night. So, how emotional it must have been for you, gentlemen, and actually, in particular, your families, um, because I bet there was a lot of footage that they hadn't seen. Well, uh, the Robins Reunited interview that I will release at some point in the future when I've got time <laughs> to, yeah. to pull it together. I showed this, our guest here, David Rogers, at least 10 of his 19 goals. And I don't think you'd seen them before. More to the fact I couldn't remember some of them. <laughs> That, that that was the big worry. I, I mean, there were there's certainly a couple Manchester United, Man City, and I seem to score a couple against Bolton. Seemed to be my yeah. mm. a good club. I fancied scoring against, but no, that that was that was uh, wonderful to see that. And then going back to the evening on the Friday, I mean, when Mrs. Dolman stood up, um, I said to my wife, I said. She's talking just like the Queen here. Mm. It was so, so eloquent, and which we know she is full of. I tell you what, that is a cracking idea for Christmas Day, <laughs> isn't it? A, a Marina Dolman podcast. And yeah. an alternative Queen speech. Excellent idea, from, yeah. Right, make a note but, of that. <laughs> she, she certainly, um, you can see the emotion. Yeah, absolutely. And as you said, the, the clips that went through. Mm. The one that I think got the lads more than anything was the one where it showed us um, being at the hotel and uh, Gordon Taylor yeah. being mm. there uh, with Chris Barlow, I think it was, wasn't it? You know, that that clip there, that that was the, the, the gut-wrencher. Mm. Yeah. But then, then to go to the one of... Um, walking on that pitch on uh, Saturday. Yeah. That was also very hard work. Yeah. Even I'm not Tom, surprised. Said it, Tom said it to me in the in the uh, evening when we were sat having a drink together. He said he said I was only a standing and he said I was so nervous, excited and he said just walking onto that pitch, he said in, made me well up yeah. because you got the privilege of walking back on um, such a wonderful place. And actually without getting your shoes dirty, because yeah. if we'd have done that 20 years ago, we'd have been up to our ankles in mud with the amount of rain that yeah. came previously. Yeah. I no. can only imagine um, <clears throat> how that must have felt, the emotion. Obviously we'd walked it through, but without a crowd, that made quite some difference, didn't it? I. <laughs> Well, to a point, yeah. Uh, no, the crowd, the, the the morning one walking through, there was even that, oh, that little chill in your back just mm. doing it because. Uh, no, that was the rain. Yeah, and the wind, <laughs> but like it was, it was just that you were just waiting, you're looking and thinking, the anticipation of hoping that, I mean, I, 
haven't really had a look at too much press release today on football in general, but what was the crowd? 19, 20,000? 20,000, yeah. Yeah, 20,000. Yeah. And Which with, go- with, with half term, the wind, the rain, COVID was a, a, a fantastic turnout. So thank you so much to everyone who, who turned out. Um, yeah, sorry, David, yeah. carry on. And I think, I think on behalf of the players, you know, they fully appreciated. We must have been out there for probably five, six minutes at yeah. least with Absolutely. them, with, yeah. with them applauding and cheering nonstop. It yeah. never, it never dropped the enthusiasm and the and and, and the support yeah. that they the, gave us. One of the things for me, David, is that. So I, I was, um, I mean. In '82, I was 12, but I, I remember going in the first division, and so I, I knew all of you. Um, as I said on Friday, I wasn't blowing smoke at anyone. You you were my first heroes. Um, you were, but to have you being able to walk out individually and getting that ovation individually from lads, fans, girls, boys who wouldn't know the Ashton Gate until this has come about, it, it's it's kept that alive and kept what you men did for our club for another generation. And that, again, to me, is just fantastic that there were youngsters. I've seen footage today of a, a young lad. It was his first game. Now, imagine that your first game is to see legends, heroes, and then a victory as well. It's fantastic. He's going to expect that every week now. <laughs> well, there is that. Yeah, there is. Yeah, but it I must mean, have been special to, to get a, an individual standing ovation like you got. <laughs> It was very special and it's yeah. a hard act to follow, I hate to mm. say, you know, because, you know, Wednesday night, is it Wednesday or Tuesday night? Tuesday, Tuesday, Coventry, yeah. You know, when it's hammering down with rain and, yeah. you know, there's no one there, there's no fanfares, there's no flag waving and what have you. And, yeah. you know, but but that's that's the bonus as such for the, for the people who were there. Yeah. The real reason they were there was to watch yeah. Bristol City, which is the main thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's um let's pause for breath. A little bit of admin. Um so yeah. there is an online auction going on that's running for the rest of the week. Um there's lots of prizes, non-football related prizes, also football related prizes all around the Ashton Gate 8. So if you want to get involved in that, there's some fantastic items on there. It's um so https colon forward slash forward slash give rgy.uk forward slash Bristol City Former Players Association. So that's a mouthful, I know, but it will be on our Twitter page for anyone who wants to have a look. Um, so that's at 3PIAPC. Lots of great prizes on there um, for you to enjoy. Right, let's come on to the team, Matt. Um, so it was a first start for another second-generation Bristol City player in Sam Bell. Um, a magic moment for Mickey, I'm sure, and family. Pring drops to the bench. Bentley comes in for the injured Max O'Leary. And a start for Joe Williams um, coming in for Zach Viner. Any major surprises or um, any thoughts on that for you? The Sam Bell one was the one that, that you kind of looked at. And then when you realised that he was playing... Um, right of a, a back four, um, although it was it was fairly fluid. I mean, Joe Williams was even dropped back into the centre during the game. But I think Sam, Sam Bell was the surprise because we, we know him as a, a centre-forward. Um, you know, he's played wide, but I think he's he spent a lot of his youth career sort of down the middle as a, a number nine, number ten. 
So that was a surprise. Obviously not a surprise, Mac, um, Dan Bentley coming in with Max O'Leary being injured. Um, you know, and we'll, we'll talk about Dan's performance, I'm sure. But yeah, uh, other than that, may, maybe Cam Pring's slightly unfortunate um, is the only one because I think Cam's played well. But you have to say, um, when when we talk about the game, Nigel Pearson got it spot on and, and the Sam Bell one was, was very, very interesting. Yeah. How did you see the formation, uh, Matt? It could have been a multitude of formations, but it looked more like a four, three, one, two, if anything. I think it was, although as I say, at times we, we went to a three and, and as I say, at times Joe Williams was playing the middle of that three. Um, he was kind of a defensive midfielder, which then allowed Han Noah and Alex Scott to, to move forward and um, still had jobs to do, but they had a bit more of a free, free sort of reign at it. Um, and then the front three, we've talked about that, how they, they sort of interchange in, you know, one will go wide, one will drop in. Um, but yeah, it was it, it was a strange formation. Um, you know, as I said, I think it foxed, it certainly foxed Middlesbrough. So uh, yeah. And actually, Pat, sorry, can I just say as well, special shout out to the Middlesbrough fans as well for yep. their, their taking part in it. They truly observed, didn't they, everything that went on with, with great respect. So absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, David, just come to you on the on the, the team selection, the formation. Um, were you used to a certain formation? Was it changed much, you know, depending on the opposition? How, how, how was it in, in your playing days? It wouldn't, it would hardly change at all. I mean, we played 4-4-2, occasional 4-3-3, but you had your solid back four, your four in midfield with take it in turns for people to, to go forward. And then if you got within that four, you would probably have one winger, possibly Clive Whitehead, you know, interchanging so that you have, you have enough freedom. But it, I, I, don't, I don't think they actually, or we wouldn't actually keep changing the formation the way mm. current teams do. Uh, and that's because the game has developed so much. There's so much input from um, coaches, statistics, and this, that, and the other. I mean, I to be honest, I couldn't work out what system City were playing. Mm. Because, I, I, as Matt said, Joe Williams at one stage was like supporting the front. He was supporting the flipping strikers. And mm. then next minute, as Matt said, he's back in defence. And Alex Scott wanted to get forward. But then it was leaving quite a big hole that the Middlesbrough players who didn't want to work back and mark those were just picking up the ball. But with the greatest respect to Middlesbrough and uh, Chris Wilder, they were just a replica of Sheffield United, the way they played. Mm. You know, plenty of really lovely football, but couldn't score a goal. Because yeah. when he was manager up there, they never they never scored a goal, did they? No, you know, they right. had their fullbacks bombing forward, central halves coming forward, and they looked really pretty, shall I say? You know what I mean by that? Yeah, they yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice side. Yep. But the end article, because I I um they gone into some positions. You thought have a shot, yeah. But it it took him to the. I don't know the actual time, but it was well into the second half before they started testing Bentley. Yeah. And he was up to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, more. He, he could easily have fallen asleep. 
yeah. you know, because <laughs> they were trying to they were trying to walk it in and what have you and getting nowhere. And then just City come out with it and lost it reasonably quickly. And there they came again. Yeah. And then it was only, I think, when City got themselves put under um, the amount of pressure, because when they upped their game, middles for a second half, that City came to the fore. You know, yeah. and they, they, I mean, I had a huge admiration for one player last yesterday, um, which was Chris Martin. Mm. He ran his absolute socks off. Thank I know you. the other lad, Vyman, is just the fox in the box. And he, he's one of those who wants to score goals, but he's prepared to work. Yeah. He's got an engine. Or, he's got a, or, such an engine on him. And, and, um, uh, obviously, Semenyo, I mean, he is a handful. Yeah. <laughs> and, and How would you as... have fancied marking Antoine Semenyo then, Dave? How would I fancy it? I, <laughs> I think I'd let him know I was around. Just... <laughs> uh, I was going to say, here's, here's my card. <laughs> uh, um, I think I might need to just give him a tap just to say. <laughs> just a tap. You know, just I a think tap. it's going to be a, a, a tea party here. Yeah. But I think he's... T- I mean, how old is he? I'm sorry if I'm being a bit... Uh, I think no, he's 22, I want to yeah, say. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, 21-22. He, he's think, yeah. a big, strong lad. If he could stay on his feet a bit more, I think he could be trouble. Yeah, yeah that second, that second goal, that the second City goal, yeah. I thought superb the way... Fabulous, he, he, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Absolutely yeah. fabulous. Yeah. And if I can just go on about City's performance... Mm. I saw them before Christmas, brought, took my grandson down to watch them play against Barnsley. And I thought, oh my gosh, not sure where you're going here. And of course the fans are just getting a bit irritable and everything. Well, with Dave, we've been, we've been consistently inconsistent this season. So it depends yeah. which, you turn out one week, you get one team. So my next thing is that then I came to the cup match against Fulham. Ah. And I could see, I know Fulham had a few of their better players, shall I say, subbing, and City lost. But I thought, I can see an improvement here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That was a great game. And yesterday, it it was a different side. Yeah. And if Nigel Pearson and his staff have achieved that in, in basically, well, I know he's been a while, but over the last four months, either thought, that most fans would have been well impressed with the improvement. And the fact is, he's bringing in younger players as well. Yeah. I think you, in your speech, David, on Friday night, you talked about giving Nigel Pearson time, didn't you? And what the club could achieve, and it's important to stick with him. And um, and that, that stuck with me Friday night. And I, th- I think you're right. And I, I genuinely think, even over the last couple of weeks, a lot of the fan base that were unsure sitting mm. on the fence yeah. i think they feel like no we're, we're starting to see something take shape here and let's see what the summer brings so yeah but whilst we're on the subject of nigel pearson i think i think we should say that his welcome of you guys at the high performance center his speech which was impromptu um the we'll come on to it in a minute but on the eighth minute there's a there's a youtuber um sport boy who's got a clip and it shows the eight go up and Nigel Pearson 
his face. He gives it a little nod and then applauds. And the respect that he showed you as well at the start, whilst we were waiting for the sprinklers to go off, <laughs> he came over and was shaking everyone's hand and just making you guys feel the respect that you deserve. But yeah, and that's appreciated. But the thing is that comes through experience of being an ex-player and manager um, who has been some at some good clubs and and that that's the point i was i was trying to make sort of on friday and i've said to a couple of people um before um who i know around this area who i see when we watch our grandson play football uh, who are regulars down the city ground i said this boat's got to be given time yeah because city if you want to get that success, you've got to build on it. You can't get a manager in who happened to be a coach to a previous sack manager and expect him to come in and have a go at players, to give them a telling off, to encourage them, because they used to be sort of Friends as such, do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Alan, Alan Dix was, man, was manager from 1967. Yeah. Before the promotion in 1976. Yeah. You know, and that's a different era, but yeah. there you go. <laughs> but that's, that's the thing. You've got to, you can't hire and fire because you don't get the instant success. Mm. And I think that's where, I mean, imagine being, I was really disappointed Roy Hodgson wasn't there. Yeah, but there it then he went and um, got his, he went and got himself a job, didn't he? He got himself <laughs> a job, and, I, and and without being funny, but I am going to say it: if Watford have had another game that they'd lost, he could well have been there. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, he he, he absolutely was going to come, wasn't he? It was you know he, yeah. he said yes, and yeah. it's it's interesting, yeah. Patch. You say about. Cause I was going to ask David the same thing about the the sort that first moment walking through and seeing. The first team, a lot of the first team squad lined up, applauding. As you said, Nigel Pearson then did, you know, a, a really nice speech. Um, I'm not not betraying any confidences, but there was a, a book that we got some of the, the players to sign. And Nigel Pearson put a comment in there around thanking um, the Ashton yeah. Gate 8 for then allowing him to now manage our wonderful club. And mm. I was watching Nigel Pearson talking to to a lot of the, the you know, you, you of the eight, your families, but then also watching him with some of the other staff um, and some of the staff that were there, his interaction with them, and, and two in particular spoke to me and said, he is lovely. He is a really, really lovely man. And yeah. I sort of thought... He portrays, and it's the media thing, he portrays this kind of, I don't think it's a character, it's, you know, the way that he is. Um, he is what you see. But actually, behind the scenes, you see a real true gentleman. Um, and, yeah, I, I every time I meet him, I'm I'm a little bit more in awe of him. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah it, was, got, it was good to see. He's got a good CV, hasn't he? He has, you know, yeah. Uh, you know, he's got a good CV and have the staff to work with him as well because I, yeah. I i mean we we curtis fleming yeah. um introduced himself to us while we were there and once again someone who was very polite and yeah. welcoming and what and you've got to have those people yeah helping of the course. boss mm. not disagreeing 
yeah. with what he might be trying to put in place. Yeah. And because uh, if one gets sacked, the re other the, gets the sacked. Rest follow. So they've it, got to be working together for the good of the club. Yeah. I think it's also um, Chris Martin, Andy Vyman, and Andy King, three three experienced professionals. Um, I, you know, it wasn't paying lip service. They want they were genuinely interested to speak to you. It was, it was actually brilliant because yeah. you pick those three out because that's who I spent chatting to for about 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, had my photo taken with them for grandson, for family, sort of, who are city supporters. And they, was, they weren't nice. That's not the word. They were just so interested yeah. and what did you do and how did you feel sort of it wasn't or oh, how are you doing are you having a yeah. nice day scenario <laughs> yeah. it, it was like a real interest we didn't <laughs> chat we'll be chatting about education and stuff like that <laughs> but, but it was really they were really really nice yeah, you know yeah. and as you say when we went in to the training center there and and they were all stood there and you thought Crikey, what are they doing here? Mm. You know, because it said <laughs> meeting the players and what have you. And I thought, well, Friday afternoon, you know, Friday afternoon, two o'clock, yeah. they're, they're going to be there. And they had them all lining up, clapping. You know, it was brilliant. And as yeah. you say, for those three to come up to the, the tea room, canteen, yeah. restaurant, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Bit of everything, isn't it? To, to have a chat was, was yeah. um, very much appreciated. Excellent. Well, we better get into the game now. Yeah, um, yeah. Sixth minute, Semenyo plays a neat one-two with Sam Bell. Antoine attacks and overpowers the defender. Then he yeah. telegraphs the run of Andy Weinman, um, who finishes really well for his 16th league goal of the season. Matt, we, we've had Andy Weinman in the team for, for a few years now. This is his best return, and he's certainly found the goal this season, hasn't he? He has, and, and that, that strike, I think if you go back... Last season, season before, that's going over the bar. You know, we used to say that he'd get in great positions, but would smash him high and wide. In he's he's been deadly this season, and it was such a a free flowing move that it it almost was because of where we were in the in the hospitality box. We were right, we were sort of towards the south stand side. You had to kind of look twice and then realise the crowd was celebrating because you thought, "Crikey, he's he's caught that so sweet." It's in the back of the net before the keeper even seemed to move. It was it was a great move, and and Antoine. As David said, that showed his his power and his strength. I actually thought the ref might have given a free kick because he, he gave a little bit of a, a well, sort if, of shoulder. If the rest charge of the game was anything that's, to go by, yeah, I'm that's the ironic thing, didn't. isn't it? Because he, he then seemed to get really fussy, and I, I, I thought he looked at the linesman, hoping that the linesman say it was a foul, but yeah, he, he, didn't, he didn't, and so he had to go, go through with it, didn't he? Just yeah. say, yeah. just need to say, actually, we we can't say a bad word about the referee. Um, today on this podcast because he's the one who agreed to to part to let yeah. you guys through uh, as you walked off. So uh, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll go easy on him. We'll give our opinion, but we'll go easy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But what what a, what a goal! And and after six minutes, um, what what were your thoughts going through your head? I know what mine were, but uh, we'll come on to what yours were. <laughs> yours were probably a bit different to mine. But, but, um, no, I I. I was, I think I was, I won't say I was shocked, but I thought, my gosh, they're 1-0 up. I've mm. never seen them 1-0 up before. 
you know, and so early in the game. And up until that time, it had been sort of like 50-50, hadn't they? But City had the real first shot. Yeah. I I couldn't work out how it had gone in until I saw it on the screen afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Four times. Realise how close we were getting to eight minutes past. <laughs> eight minutes okay. Game at that stage. I'll come on to but, my thoughts. <laughs> but the only thing I would say, I think the goalie thought he might have been going central with that yeah. goal. Yeah, not it just flew past him, didn't not it? To get beat at the, the near post, his yeah. near near post. Yeah, absolutely. A nervous minute then ensues as four replays are shown on the screen, and with the eighth minute rapidly approaching, to our delight, the clock comes back on in the screen, and it's seven thirty-six. And on eight minutes, the dream becomes a reality as the three upper blocks in the Dolman all perform tremendously. And uh, yeah, an absolute display. Um, and as I say, Nigel Pearson looked, you know, looked amazed of, of what he was seeing. And hopefully everyone else did as well. And uh, David, I, I, I sort of pointed it out to you early, early doors when we were talking about the weather. Um, but to actually see it come up, what did, what were your thoughts? Well, yeah, again, that goes into the emotional part <laughs> of it all. You know, the the my God, because you saw the rough out, outline of the eight in in the dolmen um, in the morning when the place was empty, but for the it suddenly to appear, and because of that, your mind is absolutely fixed on the dolmen stand, which. It's probably not the best memory we've ever had because we used to have to train in the Dolman Stand. Up and down the steps. And, and, <laughs> and with people on our back sometimes as yeah. well. So I saw the Dolman Stand in a completely new light. <laughs> um, but, but because I was looking all the way, way around the ground to see how people were reacting... I miss the fact that the Middlesbrough people, supporters, were doing the same and clapping. And I I just think that's fantastic. That's a mutual respect that always brings the hairs on the back of the neck, Matt, doesn't it? It does. And I think what what it will will do as well is it will... um, It it forms an alliance, a friendship between two clubs now. I think when we play Middlesbrough now... Home and away, the fans that were at that game will think, oh, it's Bristol City. I like Bristol City. You know, I know they beat us, but look at what they did for those eight men. And well, they yeah, beat us I, at the start of the season. Well, so. exactly that. And we, yeah, we were there for that. But it, it was, as David said, you know, what, watching opposition fans perfectly observe it, and it was perfect. You know, there wasn't a, mm. a descending voice in, in the but away ha- end at all. Matt, it felt so well that it, that it was Middlesbrough because they went through it in 1986. They did, absolutely. I mean, there's famous footage of the gates being locked. Um, yeah. And actually, you know, let's be fair, the the right channels were, you know, followed in terms of approaching the club. But, Obviously, Chris Wilder agreeing. And we did, there were um, leaflets handed out to the Middlesbrough fans to explain, because they're, they're not uh, necessarily going right. to know. So that they, they had to realise, you know, what that was. But as you say, they could easily have ripped that paper up, threw it away, been disappointed at one nil dang. But yeah. You say about the yeah. say about the paper and, and the cards as well, just to point out, 
there was no paper aeroplanes thrown onto the pitch. There wasn't. No. Yeah. no, there was a couple of empty crisp packets, which I <laughs> didn't like to see, but um, paper aeroplanes, no. But no, it was interesting because, like, when we did our run through in the morning, the whatever stand they call it now, is it the Atio? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, all the stewards were there. Um, oh, yeah, they were there applauding you, weren't they? They were, they were there actually getting their instructions and I'm assuming how to be look after people and what yeah. have you. And obviously some of those would have been in control, I say in the nicest possible way, of the Middlesbrough fans. But considering, what was it, 1,200 of them, something like that? Mm. I mean, there's a lot of people, Middlesbrough. I haven't seen the only club I'd have thought would bring more than that was Le- would be Leeds if they yeah. were yeah. travelling or possibly from, the, from that distance. Yeah, but I mean, two hundred miles to come there, find yourself one nil down, and then have to clap eight people who. That's a very good point. Uh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, yeah, you know, dead, but, dead right. and. and yeah. Do you know little little side note as well, David? Um, so I'm I am gonna a particular um, appreciation. Um, so Patch was a massive, massive um, part of of that eight mosaic. Um, put in the call to Paul Moran, um, who is I, who I met on a cruise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but put in a call to Paul Moran at Liverpool because of having seen the tribute that that the Liverpool fans paid to Ray Kennedy. Um, yeah. with the num- number five going up. And Patch was recalling that tell on Radio Bristol after the game to Jeff Twentyman and Gary Hours. And unbeknown to Patch, Gary Hours was actually at that game or, or certainly had one of those cards from the Ray Kennedy five yeah. experience yeah. and read it out. So it all kind of tied Mental. in together. And, Absolutely crazy. But it, it, it was, uh, again, I mean, and, I, I'm, and I'm an the emotional other one, guy, but yeah. The other one that struck us um, was when we were on the pitch and the the banner at the... Yes, surfer, yeah, the surfer. Side stand. It, yeah. When it started oh. unfurling, I thought, because of the colour, I thought, my gosh, even the Bristol Bears are saying, well done. <laughs> <laughs> start with it was a bit... Yeah. Oh, you, sorry, you mean the, the, the long, thin one that came out on the eight, for the eighth minute? Yeah, on the, at the bottom. 40 years on, we're still going strong, I think it said. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, but that that big black one, which ended up in the, the surfer, the surfer, yeah. yeah, yeah, in the in the what not the yeah, it went from the it <laughs> went from stand. the Lansdowne well, corner the over stand. to the Dolman corner yeah. in in the yeah. south stands, yeah. And yeah. and that that was interesting as well, David, because when when so Stu Rogers from the the supporters club and trust was again involved in that and was so panicked when it arrived because it was absolutely <laughs> massive, wasn't it? Patch box sort of boxed up. And that's, we had a, that's, to, that's too heavy. Four of us had to unfurl it and actually pull it right apart to just check that they had all eight okay. of you, <laughs> all the right faces with all the right names. And then we had to carry it across, four of us, so that Scott Davidson and Joe Bernal could look at it and go, yep, yeah, thumbs up, that looks good. <laughs> I was, I normally sit in the safe stand, so I was glad I was in hospitality, so I didn't have to <laughs> yeah, have push to it across. It exactly. Yeah. But it was, another again, another really, really special part of the day you know Attention and that detail, isn't it? yeah and that that flag will now go at other games as well you know it's it's great that that's part of it like like the song the song 
just because of Saturday, it will just carry on and carry on. It's been sung for years, hasn't it? So, yeah. 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 Very special. Absolutely. Okay. Moving on. Hanno Masengo gets himself into a bit of bother when he finds himself running towards the city goal down the left and his back pass to Bentley is quite easily intercepted, but the shot hits the side netting. Bentley just does enough to sort of usher the striker wide so he gets his shot in and it hits the side netting, Matt. Yeah. Um, Big Nigel wasn't very happy. Not, not at <laughs> no. all. And no, in I'm... fairness, Hanno Masengo knows he made a mistake. He held his hand up. Um, and got on with it. And what I liked about that, and also in particular just before that, Sam Bell had a couple of early touches that he played sort of square passes that got intercepted. intercepted. Yeah, that neither of them let it affect their game. They still, and maybe that's the exuberance of youth, you know, they're not worrying about making a mistake. But yeah, it was... um, it was a heart-stopping moment, especially after going one nil up. You thought, "Oh, don't you know? Don't give but it that, away like but we've I done." I think that's where your experienced players, alongside the youth, I bet I wouldn't mind betting someone has said to that Sam Bell, "Forget about it. Get yeah. on with it." If you're not, you know, and and it would be the sort of thing that, as you're walking off at half time, you probably say, "You're good enough because he picked you." Yeah. So mm. just. Just get on with it. Forget about it. We we hardly ever had anybody who had a go at anybody if yeah. they did something wrong. Because I don't know many footballers who make a bad pass deliberately, Absolutely. miss a shot deliberately. Yeah. They're all trying their best. And if, they, if it don't come out or they're not good enough... You just want encouragement, don't you? You want to encourage... Yeah. Um, and just give that bit of feedback. And, and, and I think that's what has impressed me over the last the couple of games I have seen, that the, the crowd have kept encouraging them mm. to... Um, it would have been very easy to fall back into that, oh, you know, yeah. here we go again scenario. Um, look at them, oh, what's he doing? You know, oh, he can't run sort of where was that pass going yeah. but they all seem um not all but you know what i mean a lot of people you can see them feeling as though hmm, because they're regulars they can see the improvement yeah yeah, absolutely. yeah you're right and and as long as that goes on they will support but when it doesn't and it stops so you get a bad result um then that's the time where you've got to keep supporting, yeah. not yeah. kicking them. Yeah. When 100%. Uh, chance for Middlesbrough, but Joe Williams first gets a block in and then another one to see Tavernier's shot deflected over. And it's always yeah. great, Dave, isn't it, to see a player celebrate a tackle. I'm sure you've done it in your in your career. Um. Mm, yeah, I suppose so. But, but I think that's the difference. It, it, if you did a tackle like that, it was expected. Yeah. Do you know what that? Yeah, that's no, a good point. Because you're there to do that, put in a tackle. Yeah, well done. And I won't tell you the sort of language that was said, but <laughs> you know, it was always jolly well done. And, <laughs> well played, sir. <laughs> where, and but now there's a bit more in, emotion, isn't there? You know, yeah. every time yeah. someone hits a long ball and up to a striker and as they're as they after it it's 
just caught on the wind and it's gone over the tops. So the hand goes up. Good effort. Good effort. Yeah. You know, where it could have been, what the heck was that? Yeah, I want yeah. it to me feet or whatever. Yeah. So <laughs> encouragement. And if you see that, you think, well, fair enough. I'll, I'll try it the next time. And if yeah. it comes off, then brilliant. It, it, stand, it stands out, Matt, with Joe Williams, doesn't it? In in particular, his, his the way he goes about the game um, with making that block and then making the block again. Uh, yeah. I think that was a special he's, moment. He's an infectious character in in all the good ways. I think, in fact, I think Nigel Pearson may even have used that that description. Um, he, he's a proper championship footballer. Um, he's got a little bit of devilment about him as well, um, but very encouraging. Like David said, you can see he he absolutely would have been one of those saying to the youngsters. Well done, you know, good try. Next time in, you know, all the things you'd want to. And he's also, I think he's a very popular player amongst the dressing room. And we, we've said, Patch, from, from the get-go with Joe, haven't we, that we knew that when he got back in the team fit, he would have a massive impact on our style of play and then subsequently on the results. And and that's proving to be the case. I think he is a, a quality, quality footballer. Absolutely. It's It struck me that, I mean, I'm not sure how long he's been out injured and how long he's been back, but it struck me that he's so enthusiastic. He just burns him, just burns himself out a little bit, um, you know, into the second half. That's his first start for, blimey, months. Well, that that would explain it. But, I mean, if if he could keep fit, then... Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. If he can stay fit, then, you know, I'm not saying we're going to mount a playoff push, but uh, we're certainly going to see more consistency. Rather ignorantly, I, I didn't know his background or injury status or anything like that. Well, he signed but, he signed for us, I'm going to say, ago. two years ago. Yeah. And that's probably his eighth game. Gosh. Maybe more, slightly more. Something like that. I think he played a couple last season didn't he yeah. and he's yeah. played a couple where he's then come and done halves what the difference is and and it will be interesting because yeah. i think nigel pearson's already alluding to the fact he won't start on tuesday oh really they no. they know they need to manage him they know they yeah. don't want him to burn out like you said david his enthusiasm undoubtedly he will want to play but nigel yeah. pearson's saying we've got to manage him for his own sake and for our sake so yeah, it yeah will be, um, there's more chance then on tuesday that he won't start but he'll come on for the last 20 or something exactly like. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then okay. you gradually build it if he's been. Yeah. And, and, yeah. But no, that, sorry, that would explain then why yeah. I thought, oh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're no, exactly. on empty here. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So Rob sent in a halftime summary for us, as he always does. Not the most convincing performance, but with a back four, inherently, I just think players understand their roles better. I'd like us to press more because I think they have vulnerabilities too, but I understand that I want to, they want to keep their shape. A good goal, pretty much from nothing, but great strength from Antoine and lethally executed by Andy Weinman. We just have to be mindful to continue giving them sufficient level of things for them to be concerned with about us, rather than let them build up any concerted head of steam against us. Albeit, I do think Bentley has given us an added level of reassurance at the back, which we've sort of spoken about. Um, Into the second half, uh, there was a change. Sam Bell came off. And Campering came on with uh, with Jada Silva coming across to the right, Campering going across to the left. Um, obviously, first start for Sam Bell. 
just before that, he he was tracking back and didn't quite make make the tackle, Matt. Um, and maybe that was that was you know the inclination that he was going to come off. Yeah, I think so. I think possibly as well that that they anticipated, um, you know, he he would run out of steam a little bit as well. Um, and you've got to say, you know, it's a lad that I can't imagine he will have played much time in training or anything as a right back. No, you know, he's he's a centre forward, so it's a different skill set. David will tell you. I know David scored nineteen goals, so he was adept at both ends. But um, it's a different mindset as from being a striker to being a defender. Um, and I thought he did really well. And what, what I really like, Patch, is when he came off, the smile on his face mm. and the the huge hug that Nigel Pearson gave him. And then when he sat in the bench, all of his teammates that were on the bench, they said, you know, you could see they were going, Sammy, well done, mate. You've done your job there. Um, be proud of it. So it was, yeah. It and was I great. noticed on a couple of occasions, Zach Viner had his ear. Yep. When, when he was um, warming up as a sub, Sam Bell was stood there. And I saw Zach give him a bit of feedback, a bit of encouragement. And I think Zach was the second person to to give him a hug after yeah. Nigel Pearson. So yeah. there's obviously some sort of um, some sort of mentorship good, good team, going on. Good team spirit as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and just going back to that, I just felt that that was a youngish kid. You know, was it was it debut? Uh, so it was his first first start. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, you know, debut. I mean, I can imagine he was absolutely bubbling. He was yeah. on a high, and that sort of emotion—excuse <clears throat> me—that emotion of making your debut, you're there, you're one nil up. It's twenty thousand people there. Oh my gosh! I don't care where <laughs> I'm playing, whether it's right back, left back, centre forward. Yeah, it's gonna take it out of you. And, and as as Pat said, you know, when he just got caught a little bit short at that stage they're still one nil up and Pearson's not taking any chances see it yeah right come on I want yeah. I want this one nil yeah yeah well we go two nil up two yeah. minutes later a flick on from Chris Martin uh to Semenyo who holds the ball up well Semenyo's tackled but Scott intercepts the loose ball very well dances through nice pass to Martin then to Weiman and Semenyo's close control and left-footed shot angles perfectly past the keeper for 2-0, Matt. Another great finish from Antoine Semenyo. Yeah, you say you say close control. It, it was more than that, wasn't it? It was juggling. You know, he, he literally, it was like he was doing keepy-ups, um, one foot to the other, and then he had a lovely sweet volley. The ball didn't touch the ground at all with him keeping the ball up. Um, and I think the keeper was was criticised. I've noticed by some some Middlesbrough fans. I just thought it was a really really well placed shot. Um, caught him by surprise. Went through a couple of players, and just shows what the difference with Antoine Semenyu this year is. You know, um, you said it, Patch on Radio Bristol. He's, he's got goals in him now. You do see a player now that you think is going to cause problems and score goals when he gets an opportunity, and he's not afraid to shoot, is he? No. Um, so no, it was a, it was a great goal in. Yeah, the celebrations in the the hospitality box were uh, yeah. <laughs> I I got I, I mean I thought it was a really good goal. Yeah. But I got that impression the way he was going uh, to start with he wasn't sure what he was going to do. Yeah. And it just fell nicely into place so he did his juggling bit, yeah. you know. And then st- stuck it in the back of the net. And listen to what you said 
that's the, that's the confidence growing. Yeah, because absolutely. Last year or earlier in the season, he wouldn't have known what to do. Either yeah. ended up passing, going back and passing sideways or back, possibly. Yeah, Matt, but, we've said this, uh, haven't we, about his decision making, and again, it's 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 growing. Well, yeah. it's it's the difference, isn't it? I think it, he's now he's now being played down the middle, not as a wide player, which is what oh, actually right. a lot of Bristol City fans said is what he was and what he's only ever going to be. He's not. He's proving that he can play down the middle, cause a real threat, and and absolutely has that confidence. He's in that front three, interchanging like they do. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I've said it. I, I, I hope and pray that we get him to sign a new contract and the same with Hanno Masengo, Alex Scott, a fit Joe Williams. We need to keep our better players. I know money talks and the, the, the sort of situation we're in with the 38 million debt, but if we can keep hold of these players, they're only going to get better. Antoine Semenya is only going to get better. 38 million loss. Yeah. So what did I say? Sorry. Debt. Did someone I, someone loss, pulled us up on then. someone pulled us up on that. Recently. But, the, but, oh, right, okay. but the problem but the problem with all of that you see is is that with these Scots etc players that have got a bit of talent unless you got top dollar for them yeah mm. then to replace them with exactly similar then you'll be in the same position the manager won't have the uh, you know the artillery to work with and then He'll be gone again. Yeah. You know what I mean. So, if they can, if they can pick up big bucks for any of this this young talent, yeah, then it would have to be big bucks. In. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if not, you hang on with them and develop them. In which case, you see how far you go with your development and whether it improves your chances of promotion or success. And if that is the case, then their then their value will rise with it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Next up, one of a number of saves from Dan Bentley. Uh, this particular one is a powerful shot pushed high into the air, uh, and the striker gets to the rebound ahead of Callas, uh, and Bentley manages to keep it out. But it looked much closer in the stand than it did on the on the replay afterwards. Matt did it. Yeah, I mean, I. I... Thought Dan Bentley was gave such a confident, commanding performance, and and for me, and I'm not being disrespectful to Max at all, who I, I really rate, but Dan Bentley put in a number one performance. I felt the defence felt more confident with him behind them. Mm. He came for a couple of punches. I, ironically, I thought there were a couple of challenges where Dan came through. The nine times out of ten, you see given by referees. Um, he was going through a crowd and there was one in particular in the first half where I thought, how's yeah. he not given that as a free kick? You know, yeah. he's almost been yeah. assaulted. But yeah, I thought I thought Dan Bentley was brilliant. In swinger from the right when they That's and, right, yeah. And he was he was sort of going backwards. He was there. Next thing he's yeah. on the floor doing grass sort of yeah. thing. <laughs> what's, what's happened there? But yeah. going back to the, the save he made when he pushed it in the air, is that when Callas nearly took his head off when it was yeah. on the ground? I think, yeah, Callas sort of, yeah, he pushed the guy out of the way, didn't he? And I thought, my God, he's just kicked him in the head. 
as he's still got the ball. ball he's got the ball and he's kicked him in the air. Yeah, brilliant. Um, De Silva with a neat left-footed pass into Martin, who finds Masengo wide. Then the cross that comes in is just behind Semenya, who spins. And his right foot connects with the ball and very nearly sort of spins in under the crossbar. That would have been an incredible finish, Dave, that one. Yeah, it, it was it was almost unreal what how how it developed because it developed from nothing. You thought the chance had gone, and then all of a sudden it was back on again. It, it was like when you get your top players in the premiership who something out of nothing. Something yeah. happens out of nothing, you know, because they get it back, they assess the situation quick and wallop, let's go again. Mm. And possibly. I don't know, but possibly um, previously, Semenya might have just paid safe and just gone back to left yeah. back. Yeah, or no, you're right. Yeah. Field or something like that. But that's the confidence 2 0 gives you. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, Matt, Cundy comes on for Joe Williams um, and another little Nigel Pearson moment. Uh, Cundy wasn't in the right place at the right time when he wanted to make the substitution. Uh, I, I I've seen it a couple of times now, and it does make me it does make me laugh. And if I was the player, I'd be running a lot quicker up that line to not get I, that berated from the I, I, So I didn't see that. Um, <laughs> maybe I'd gone in the box for a, a drink while it was breakdown in play. Outrageous, but, um, outrageous. Yeah, um, no, I didn't see that. So he got a bit of a, a, a yeah flea yeah. in his ear, did he? Right, yeah, okay. Uh, did you yeah. see that, Dave? I noticed it, but I noticed another one much. Later on in the game, in the right. far. Oh, Masengo. Masengo. We'll come on to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that so was much it, more demonstrative, <laughs> I say. So I don't know whether that came before or after the, 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 the two, what, before it went 2 1. I think it went after. Okay. Yeah. That's how I've got it in my notes. So uh, we'll carry on. 89th minute. Um, we dare to dream about a win by two goals and a clean sheet. Corner comes in. Matt Crook rises higher than Robbie Cundy to head home. And once again, it's squeaky bun time at Ashton Gate. No one on the posts, Dave. Did you always have a man on the posts yeah. defending yeah. a corner? Yeah. They're there. Okay. And yeah. front and back. Just going on from that, Bobby Gould, when he played, he always used to stand on the back post for flicks. And he said, you get 20 goals a season here because... Flicks come on, just stand there, six yard box, tap in. Yeah. And that's that always lived in my memory what he said then. And so to have no defender there on either post, I don't know if you saw it. Firmino's goal against Inter Milan for Liverpool last mm. um la, last week the, yeah. Champions League, yeah. You know, flicked from the corner, past the goalie's right hand, no one on the post. Yeah, you know, goalie on the post, whack! It's still nil nil, one nil down. That's it. But that's obviously a different game. But mm. I would have people on the post. Matt, have you noticed before? Do we usually have people on the post? <clears throat> um, I'm going to say yes. I can't honestly say to you. Yeah, always we've got so and so on there. Yeah. Or I'm I'm sure that we do. I I was surprised because Robbie Cundy is quite a tall lad, and although Crooks is a he's a powerful unit. I mean, I think he scored. Um, in the home game, didn't he for them? Um, mm. And he's a he's a powerful lad. But I was surprised 
almost how easy a header it was with Robbie Cundy on him. He yeah. didn't seem to get enough, didn't get tight enough to... I mean, he's only been on the difficult. pitch eight minutes at this point. Yeah, but, yeah, but it's, his, it's his job, though. He's, just, he's yeah. a centre-half, needs yep. to, you know... Yeah. But what I did like from Robbie Cundy was just after he came on, he threw a lad out of the way, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, but, that, but I think that's that, that. That's your point. I mean, you 2 nil up... You know, as a player, how long there is to go because, like, there's flipping clocks at the end of the, yeah. you know, each corner. With us, they used to stand on the touchline and put how many fingers up to, mm. um, and when it was two, we were not sure what that meant. That one, <laughs> you know, whether you were getting a bit of a rollicking. <laughs> but um, no, it was. Um, I just. Well, obviously, when we discuss it a little bit later in the um, after that goal, yeah, I just felt the devilment that they were showing in defence had just oh, it was like the responsibility was just you weren't clued in again. Yeah, switched off a little bit. And and I mean. It's been it's been it's been something we've got used to, Matt. I think, isn't it that that conceding that late goal? You know, I, I, I don't know say, if you remember that Nottingham Forest game, uh, David, when we were two 0 up on the ninetieth minute and drew two two. No, we was lost that, lost was that, one, we were one nil up and lost right. two one. Yeah, yeah one nil up and lost two yeah. one. But it's like it's like as soon as that goal goes in, then you're thinking here we go again. Yeah, and that and. Yeah. I mean, I don't know because you're the experts on the stats and everything like that. But how many got times have you letting goals in the last I'm, I'm sure and into yeah. injury time? Yeah, I think we've lost something yeah. like 23, 25 points from winning positions. Not not, not always late, obviously. Was, yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, because when he when he brought Cundy on, basically he went to, to a back five, didn't he? Mm, that's yeah. right. Yeah, went to a back five, which is fine as long as those two in midfield. Doing there or three in midfield because he he just left um he, he left uh, Martin up front in the yeah. and and put Semenyo wider um but like what I do you think, think about that Dave in terms of so on the 80th minute two nil up and going a bit more defensive well I think that was to deal with the situation that you've I say you the team have inherited over the season and more recently. Because the number of times I've seen, um, been sat at home on watching Sky Sports, you know, the Jeff Stelling Soccer Saturday and what have you, and that, and I see, oh, still, it, it, it's still too wide. Great tribute from Jeff Stelling, by the way. That yeah, was, was yeah. personally, I thought that was the best. Mm. Um, but if, if you go back, sorry, just a quick plug, we did, we have had him on the podcast. If you want to go back through the archives and listen to that, right. carry on. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so I I just... Um, what was I saying? Oh, sorry, have I put you right <laughs> off? Yeah. Um, um, the number of times yeah. you, you're watching, Jeff, and, and yeah. you see the late goals go in. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, I, and, and in fact, I think it's gone to sort of like most of the games have finished. And yeah. I think, right, I'll go to the loo now. I'll go make yeah. a tea. And I come back and see the final <laughs> score. And I think... <laughs> What the heck's happened there? Has that happened there? Again, you know, and I think possibly that's what Nigel Pearson was yeah. thinking yeah. will 
put another one defender in there and um, let's... And that sometimes invites on the pressure. It, it can do. That's yeah. why you've all got to be on your game to make sure that you don't give them that basic tapping goal, wouldn't it? You know, even it's, with his head. Yeah, it's like you that said. Should, that should never happen. No, the midfielders have got to do their job, which then Han doesn't do his job. Um, and almost, with it, it felt to me like it was a minute later, they're on us again. And you're thinking, Jesus, not only is this going to be 2-2, they've got mm. time to get a winner here. And I was, <laughs> so I was thinking that, so... Didn't they? Didn't they have the shot from the left-hand side, just yes. going down the six-yard box and it went, it went, and went wide, yeah, yep. the across the face yep. of goal. And, um, that, when that one went wide, I thought that's, that's it. it. Yeah. yeah, happy now because if that's where the gods were shining on you, because yeah. if 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 they weren't, then you knew that he was up there saying. They're having a great day here today. Yeah. Don't <laughs> spoil it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's make sure this shot goes wide. I, I actually not in, not I, in I, the far corner. Yeah. I was worried, David, they were going to hold up eight minutes injury time just to be <laughs> <laughs> sentimental. I thought I'll go do go you doing that. <laughs> yeah. Funny yeah. enough, you say that. My son in law said exactly the same. Did he? Yeah. He, said to, he said to me, What do you think at 2 0? I said they're gonna let one in. Yeah. And then it'd be squeaky bums time. Yeah. yeah. You know, the expression. Right. And, and, uh, and he said, you reckon? I said, they got a bit of a So not only did you predict the weather, but you also predicted the scoreline as well, which, um, you know, I'm going to ask you for the lottery numbers when we go off air. Uh, no, uh, I'm actually, I'm keeping them to myself. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just, a slight, a slight ad lib as well. So um, I said we had the hospitality box for Trina's 50th. But one of the um, oh, yeah. Char- Charlotte Barnes patcher, you know, um, yeah. who sits with me and has for years, she won the halftime draw. And I was out in the, the sort of hospitality seats waiting for the game had started the second half. And I heard this huge, great cheer go up in the box. So run in the box. And yes, Charlotte won. I won't, I won't divulge the amount. It was... Um, so did, is it Susan? Did she sell the ticket? Susan, um, no, Sandra Jennings. Sandra, Sandra, Jennings. Sandra yeah. of course. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Sandra Jennings, who um, yeah, I went to school with her sons, David and Andrew. And uh, yeah, apparently they'd knocked on... So Joe Joyce was in the box next to us. Yep. Um, and Joe was saying to me that they got a knock on the door, saying all the tickets around here somewhere, came into our box. Um, and one of the other girls looked and went, oh, no, I'm nearly. And then she went, like, what, what was that number? And read it out. <laughs> and yeah, so she, um, she had a good day. And then one of my best friends, Rachel... Um, who was there with her dad, Roger, she predicted 2-1, got the 2-1 bet. So she won right. on that as well. So it was a Everyone's a winner. Exactly. Everyone's yeah. a winner. Because did, um, did you hear the one JP said about the winning the golden goal ticket? No. Yes, the- yes, I heard that story. And you scored an own goal and won him the money. Won him the min- money. <laughs> and, but the thing was, he came on the coach to celebrate. Oh. He didn't offer me some half of it. <laughs> it was quite a bit of money, wasn't it? I think it was fifty quid. Yeah, yeah. Which in, which in that day was in those days that was yeah. quite a lot of money. Yeah, what yeah. still yeah. is. Yeah. Um, okay, we we mentioned it. The the Han Noah Masengo ber- berating um, for not running the ball into the corner. Um, so we were two one up and probably ninety seconds to go. And he runs the ball towards goal, loses it, and they come on the attack. 
And uh, yeah, Nigel Pearson was not a happy man, Matthew Withers. No, and, and again, he, he's right. And that's that's again the, the exuberant of youth trying to get that goal. We're talking it's, about the Camp Ring incident again, aren't we? Exactly that. It's the professionalism that says you, you take it to the corner. Don't, don't, and Han, I don't believe Han Noah's a, a selfish player at all. I think he was trying to get for the team, but you've got to use your head. And that's where perhaps if Joe Williams had been on the pitch in the middle alongside him, he'd be screaming in the corner or, you know. But yeah. hadn't they done that? Hadn't they done exactly the same very shortly before that? Yeah. Where they kept it down there. That's right. I think it was Antoine that took it down there and, and they ended up getting and, a corner, sorry, a goal kick and, from it, but he was a bit unlucky. Yeah. yeah but it, it kept it down in that corner. But yeah. when, when he turned back with it, I mean, I, well, you know. Yeah. You yeah. saw the manager's reaction. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Well, but the final whistle good. goes, and it's a 2-1 victory on the day that we celebrated the Ashton Gate 8, um, and a fantastic victory at that. Matt, we're going to come on to your ratings now. Okay. Um, so just for your knowledge, David, and any new listeners, six is the expected performance. Anything above a six, obviously, is is more. So yeah. Matt is going to going to take us through. Yeah, and please, please challenge David any that you, you disagree with. Um, this was um, very much a hospitality box seventeen. You, you know, we we went round, everyone gave a score, and this was the, <laughs> the scores. I thought you were so, going to say this was very much a hospitality box seventeen <laughs> pints in. I'm not. I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> I, my yeah. concern here that, that this could be alcohol influence. <laughs> it, it definitely was. Yeah, it definitely was. There were there were a few tequila shots in uh, ciders. Tequila from, shots, yeah. blimey! I know. Yeah, I know. Gosh, um, we were on water. <laughs> <laughs> so Dan Bentley, um, we I, we went eight, or I say I, I went eight. Could have been a nine actually, and and I think a few people have sort of talked about Dan being being sort of man of the match. But he made a fantastic save to his right hand side. When yeah, they, when they hit one from the right hand, uh, yeah, very low, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was a top, top class save. Yeah. yeah, so we we went eight, but I'm not. I wouldn't dispute a nine. Um, I don't think but, it's a nine. A clean well, sheet. Go, Need a clean at, sheet. I I'd actually stick at eight because if you're old fashioned, that's what a goal is meant to do: save your shots. And you need a, you need a clean I, sheet I, for I, an eight. I just felt. Ooh, I mean, I hope he doesn't listen to this, but I just felt he needed to just be a bit stronger, a bit yeah. more authoritative. You know, he came yeah. out a couple of times first half and he punched, and then one he nearly caught yeah. and got another count. Of, but it's, again, going back to something I said earlier, it's, it's his first start, but it's his first start yeah, for I, 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 I nine games, ten games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, eight's, eight's good. Eight. Um, Jade, Jade Silver. Um, we went six. Thought it was a, a, a decent performance from Jay. Nothing spectacular. Didn't really have to do much. And actually, when we talk about Dan, your point, David, in the first half, he really had very little to do, did he? So that comes yeah. into it. But yeah, thought thought for Jay, it was it was solid. Um, and and it was a six. I'd go one higher. Would you go seven? Yeah. Yeah. Patch. I I'm not going to. I'm not fact, disagreeing with David. I was going to say. I thought, thought Jay De Silva. If, if Lee hadn't made those saves, Jay De Silva would be my man and match. Right. Okay. okay. Um, because so- I just felt he was in the position that it was very simple. Yeah. There was no airs and graces, simple pass. If he yeah. could get past them, he did do. Yeah. Um, but 
and and to adapt from left back to right back yeah i thought was good sorry yeah. good no, um, no no not at all no thank you um tim closer we went seven and thomas callas we went seven thought both um yeah put put in very good performances callas is a mountain isn't he back there? oh yeah you know, he, he's yeah. so without being funny i can see me yeah in it yeah Going and winning yeah. that ball and what yeah. have you, and yeah. and simple and yeah. close is only just coming. Me, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He joined I thought, the I Preston thought game. Give him a couple of games. Yeah, get fitness up. I thought that could be quite a useful partnership. There, I think that's the thing, David. Is the partnership, isn't it? What I like mm. with Callas as well. There were a couple of marauding runs that he brought out. Yeah. Um, and and really got to the edge of their box. And did you see when he laid it off to Semenyo and he didn't get there? Yeah. And he, he went, went absolutely, absolutely crazy, and didn't he? Yeah, yeah. But he 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 had to get some water, didn't he? Because he yeah. sort of he, he lost where he was going. He yeah. was out, out of his comfort zone. Yeah, that was his fifth game closer. Was it right? Yeah. Happy with two sevens. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, Alex Scott. Um, we went eight. Um, yeah. He's, I just. He's, he He's was my man of the match. Was it? Yeah. I, I thought he was different class. And, and funnily enough, I've seen a post today um, from the club, official Twitter um, post, where he's walking back into the changing room at the end of the game. And Naki Wells is behind him. And I don't know what the word is he uses. It says player or something, but sort of talking about Alex Scott. Yeah, um, he, he's, he's quite a talent. Just, yeah. just And he's young. I mean, 18, 19. 18, 19. Yeah, yeah. I, and he could just... Do with a bit more beef on him, you know, bit, yeah. a bit more strength. Yeah. And and I think his enthusiasm probably um because he's just not strong enough. I yeah. think that's where he gets into a bit of trouble when he fouls and because he's yeah. had a couple of bookings and he recently and what have you. But that could just be over enthusiasm. Yeah. What surprised me, David, when we, we were at the high performance center, he's actually taller than I think he looks on the pitch, sort of up close to him. I mean, he, he looked quite tall, but well, yeah. I, we. Were... I, I thought that about Chris Martin when they was chatting yeah, to him. Yeah, So on the pitch, I thought, when I'd been before, I thought, oh, what's he, 5'10", 5'11"? He's up here. It's a very weird perception, yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, so yeah, so Alex, we went eight. Joe yeah. Williams, we went eight. Um and yeah. again, I've seen quite a few posts where where people had Joe Williams down as a nine and man of the match. I, I thought it was a a good performance from Joe. Disciplined. There was one moment in the first half where he picked the ball up on the far side of our penalty area, and then ran across almost the six yard box, and then played a square ball across the six yard box. Yeah. And you thought, as a player with confidence and knows what his ability is about, but More stupidity. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we went. We went... I, I I would have gone much. I'd have gone higher. Yeah, you'd have gone um, nine, would you? I'd have gone nine if he'd played the whole game. Right, okay. I can't I can't give anybody nine who, who does 70 and then yeah. comes off because the, the last 20 he could have... Yeah, I don't have an influence, yeah. Um, Han Noah, we went seven. Um, thought he, you know, yes, he, he had those couple of mistakes in him, but I think his energy... There was a moment, in, again, in the second half where he... he did a couple of his little Cruyff double drag backs and yeah. got into the box and he hit one cross across the box that looked like we were just inches away from tapping in. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, but yeah, so we the the, the box went seven for Han. I, 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 thought, I thought he 
possibly tries too hard if you can right. do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It because he's so eager to impress. Yeah. I just I just thought because obviously the couple of times I've seen him before, I thought, my gosh, there's a bit of talent here. Yeah. But then when it's not quite going right for him, he tries too hard yeah. to, to write it instead of just. I think I've heard Nigel off. Pearson say exactly the same thing. Yeah. But but that's youth. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Isn't yeah, it? You're right. Yeah, yeah, dead right. Yeah, so I, I'd either gone, well, if I was doing halves, I'd have gone six and a half, touching seven Good. for him. Okay. Sam Bell, we went six. Um, yeah. And, you know, again, not that's not a, it's not a poor score. It's what we expect. 60 minutes. It's, yeah, 60 minutes again. A but bloke forward playing right back. Exactly. Because yeah. if, if you remember first half, one of his first touches, he took it down the right-hand side and lost yeah. it. Yes. And you could, it was the only time I could hear, well, apart from when it went 2-1, it was yeah. the only time I could hear the crowd sort of, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. almost give up. Oh my gosh, here we go. Yeah. What are you doing here instead yeah. of the yeah. other lad um, yeah. whose place he took? Yeah, yeah, Campbell. Yeah, is that Viner yeah. from the? Yes. Um, so Andy Viman, we went seven. Um, scored good a goal. Solid. Yeah, good, good, solid pro. Great, good, you know, sets the tempo. Yeah. Chris Martin's an interesting one. There was there was a few of us that went eight. Um, but the majority went seven. Um, well, I think I th we know what David's going to say. I, I thought Chris Martin, it was a really, really solid number nine, holding the ball up, professional performance. And how well are those three working now as a yeah. interlinking, interchanging set, yeah. if you like? Yeah. I, yeah, I, I'd go, I'd have gone eight and a half, Chris yeah. Martin. I, I wouldn't go as far as nine, Yep. Because even though I had a lovely chat to him and what have you, <laughs> <laughs> but I just said eight, either said eight and a half for his okay. just sheer endeavour and experience that yeah. he shows there. And but, I know he's been around a bit. And and when I'd been before to see them play, and I, I sort of got the impression that people still aren't sure what he's meant to be doing, whether he's meant to be a out-and-out goal scorer who should get you 20 a season or someone who's there to work as a unit to help one another. Target, so target, by man. You, by the time you've got Wyman and yeah. Martin and, as you said, the, the, the other lads, the men, yeah. then I think keep them three fit. Mm. Yeah. Developing, they'll get a relationship, especially yeah. then with Williams coming onto the coming scene. I think he's going to be, fingers crossed, the catalyst there in yeah. midfield. Yeah, I think you're right. Now I know the history. Yeah. <laughs> and then Absolutely. from Antoine Semenyo, um, we went eight and he was man of the match from our um, hospitality box point of view. I, um, I think you would probably have given him a nine if that back flick... That oh, went God. Oh, it, yeah. If that had gone in, I'd yeah, absolutely. In. Yeah, absolutely. He, he tried something, didn't he, on the halfway line yeah. when he tried to flick it on for, I think it was Martin, running, yeah. running on behind the defence. Mm. And he hit someone in the head, didn't he? And it went yeah. back into midfield. Yeah. And they went forward again. And I thought, 
Yeah. Couldn't do that again if you tried. No. You're um, right. That if he'd have scored that one, yeah, it would have been a yeah, that would that would have been nine. That would have been yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> that no, yeah. That would that would be it. Eight eight yeah. for him, just yeah. for his sheer strength. Yeah. Good goal. A, a few eights, a few eights today, Matt. Yeah, so it gives us an average of seven point three six today, which um, if you round it up, it's eight. Ashton Gate, eight. Bang, done. <laughs> oh, very yeah, good. Is, yeah. is that where we're going with that? <laughs> I said to Matt last night, just give everyone an eight. Yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> but then no, it, but it, it, it's, it, it's shows. It, shows it mucks up it. our average, doesn't it? Our, our uh, average yeah. for the season. So what? So, so it was seven point six, and season average. So seven point three six season average is five point eight nine. So oh, again, six three, right? Okay. M- moving in the right, moving in the right direction from where we have been, um, and you, you've got to say that's a two one win. I, I I heard someone. I don't know if it was Dave Fevs, but I heard um, a comment about it was a bit of a smashing grab. And if it wasn't, Dave, apologies. I didn't feel it was a smashing grab. I I thought it was a a good performance against a very good side. And yes, you know, as David said, your, your keeper did his job. You know, your yeah. defenders did their job and we scored well, the two goals. It, you know. I, on my brand new website that my uh, son-in-law had found for me because he's used it because he's a Tottenham season ticket holder. Right. Um, ball possession for Middlesbrough. 63%. I was going to say probably 60-65, yeah. Um, 37, obviously, for City. And the one that got me was the number of shots from Middlesbrough on it. Because if you told me they'd done had 21 shots, I would really? say that, right. that's wrong. Yeah, that's I would wrong. have. But I am reliably informed on this website that yeah. it will work as play is going on. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you don't have to wait to the end for your totals. No, that's right. Stats are amazing these days. Um, total shot city five on target, four off target, the one block shots, uh, none for city, but seven probably those two that, um, Joe Williams, yeah, Joe Williams stopped in the go in count to that corner kicks 13 for uh, Middlesbrough, right? Uh, none for city, but. I think that's what I said probably when we first started talking about the game. It's it's the the wilder team yeah. play. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. Lot, lot, lots of effort and what have you, but I I want I want having the twenty one shots. How, how about fouls? Do you want to talk about that? Go on. Then. Well, there was there was a lot given that I don't think were fouls. You know, the the ref was given everything come the second half, wasn't he? No, no, no offense, ref. I, I thought the referee. Um, did the job. Yeah. Just let the play go on a bit more though. He, surely. He, he, he was out there and I just I I you know and without a referee you can't play the game. That's no, all you're right. right. Oh, absolutely. There you was know, there was I, one moment I think some of those I think some of the decisions. So how many how many fouls did he give for um against City? Against City. Oh, I would say twenty. Yeah. 19. Was it? Yeah. It's not bad, man. That's not bad, is it? Yeah. Yeah. And six against Middlesbrough. Yeah. There was one moment in the first half where we we were fouled, but the play went on straight away and we'd won the ball and dropped through and the ref blew, yeah. but apologized. Immediate, immediately apologised. And I yeah. thought, 
credit to you. You know, you've you've realised you've made a ricket there, and yeah. I haven't got yeah. a problem with that because it was a foul. Um, Just going yeah, back to what some... I said at the start, ten out of ten, ref. Well done. Yeah, yeah, well done, ref. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, it's like I say, you can't you can't play without them, and uh, so no. to, they're only human, the same as. Of course they are. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I take that back then if it was Dave Fevs. He was right. It was a smashing grab on those stats. <laughs> yeah, um, because, as I say, this, 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 um, this, uh, website. Yeah, the website what's, yeah. what's the website? It's called, oh my God, where's it gone? Something like. I don't know. I'll email you. I'm yeah, to yeah. If you if you find it, I'll just carry on um, reading out a few bits. But if you find it, let's know. Um, I just want to say congratulations to Nigel Smith, who is the winner of the the Jeff Merrick book signed by Jeff and Neil Palmer. Um, so he will be getting that book given to him either on Tuesday night at the Coventry Green or or in the post. Um, so everyone who retweeted uh, the previous two bonus shows was entered into the draw. And uh, Nigel Smith was the winner. And Jeff Merrick did a little video for us to, to announce that winner uh, last night. So um, a big thanks to Jeff Merrick uh, for doing that. Um, Coventry, Coventry game is fast approaching already. Uh, so that's Tuesday night. Um, Matt's intimating that Joe Williams may not start. But uh, Matt, do you see many other changes to the starting lineup? No, no, not... Um... Again, I suppose it will depend on the shape and with Joe dropping out, who comes in. But no, all things being equal, I think it will be a, a similar sort of lineup. Yeah. Who who would, if Joe Williams does drop out? Yeah, it's an know. interesting one, isn't it? Um, would he bring Cam... Or Zach Viner in the, mid, in the midfield? Well, Cam, Cam in, Jay move across. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah, not really not sure. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens. Um, okay. Uh, well... Yeah. That website is called yes. Sofa Score. Oh, S yes. Score. I am familiar with that one. Um, David, a massive thank you for coming on the podcast for a start, doing the bonus show. So you've already done Robins Reunited. So you only got one of our three shows left to go. So we'll, well, we'll have to get that one in, get, get that one in at some point. But no, it's been an absolute honour, pleasure to, to have met you, spent time with you. And for you to come on the podcast um, and talk us through some of your insight has been absolutely fantastic, Matt, hasn't it? <laughs> it's been amazing. The, and the, the other call out I would say is Jeff Merritt gave David a bit of stick when we were looking at some of David's goals and was saying, <laughs> how, what was the defending like? And quite rightly, David said it was all about his movement and timing in making that space. So, yeah. Um, I know it was only tongue in cheek from Jeff, but it yeah. was a real, real, well, real sure pleasure to meet you. I'm not sure. <laughs> and then you, was... promote, you promoted his book when you were stood up in the in the last name <laughs> as well. Yeah, only because only because Alan Miles is there sticking two fingers <laughs> up. We had to get on to because Jeff came back past the um, past all of us there, stood next to me on the end, and as as he come past, I said, "You didn't mention your book," yeah. and he went. <laughs> So I said, I'll do it. And of oh. course, I was asked the question by the the, the chap Peter. There, the, Peter Trigger. Yeah, and and uh, as I'm answering the question he asked me, I, I'm looking over his shoulder with my, and I can see them going, you know, yeah. hurry up. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I was stood there with my coat on. Um, 
ready to but, go. Uh, I, I wasn't gonna get, get you off the stage, David. What, uh, what with the um, with your umbrella? <laughs> no, I didn't need it in the end, did I? You predict ah, the weather. Yeah. Um, no, it was but, a, uh, it was a real pleasure, wasn't it? And and such yeah. such humble, modest men who, I, I, again, I'm I'm not gonna um, insult anyone's intelligence, but I'm not sure really got the the impact that they've made. And yeah, Patch is holding up the note. Um, I I truly hope that you all got the the true recognition of just how much you mean to Bristol City fans and what you did. And as Steve Lansdowne said, it's because of you guys that everything else that's followed has been made possible. And it's, yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. Gen- gentlemen, every one of you. Yeah. And uh, those Robins reunited will be out soon. Trevor Tainton and Jerry Sweeney, Jeff Merrick and Dave Rogers, and then Julian Marshall and Peter Aitken. So um, look out for those. Look out uh, those, for that. Those. Okay podcast but uh david i think we, we're all off to bed now i think that's 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 the end of the weekend <laughs> not together this isn't the final celebration or anything Mike. <laughs> oh, excellent. Yeah. Fantastic. i've just i've just about made enough room now for a little bit of tea a bit of cheese and biscuits <laughs> that's a good point i haven't eaten either yeah, so, yeah, uh, sure. we'll have to do that but uh thank you so much for joining us um I, i'm i genuinely hope we see you down ashton gate more often um absolutely uh, amazing weekend and thanks for coming on the podcast we'll be back Wednesday for the Coventry post-match reaction um, but for now thank you to the Ashton Gate 8 once again and we'll be back soon take care everyone take care thank you, thank you David thank bye you. white walls the feeling of home warm smiles crash and burn and the wheels keep spinning Yeah.